Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. You, you get it now? So you don't spill blood because blood means death has taken place. And for that to be taking place, something should have been, a sin should have been committed. And blood is the payment for it. But Abel did nothing. Yet Cain killed him and spilled his blood. So God, the judge, was angry at Cain. That for what purpose did you spill your brother's blood? So that's why he said the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. What does he mean? The blood of Jesus is speaking better things because sin, penalty, death was around. And the blood freed us. But Abel's blood was not so. Have we downloaded well? <laughs> he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Because that blood has no debt to pay. Because blood pays debts. Blood is the receipt. Imagine I don't owe you, and you send me an invoice that I owe you a one million, and I pay that one million to your account. The question is that, what credit are you using that payment to offset? I don't owe you. So why am I paying you? Can you see this? Yeah. So that was the second time we saw blood. And we saw the reason for blood. Okay? Now, so when you fast forward all these things, you begin to see that this is how blood, blood, blood. Now when you read, I think Leviticus chapter 15, God begins to talk about um, holy things and unholy things. And then he even mentioned that if a man has blood, you see blood coming out of any part of your body. God says you are not clean. For that day. You know why? God sees blood as death. Can you see that? God sees blood as death. So he said, no part of your body, a man that is discharging blood, God says, this person should be should wash down, but he is still unclean until evening. Why the evening? Because the bent offerings, you see, is done in the evening. Then he was clean. And I began to read, ah, 
people that masturbate today, they would have been in trouble. He says semen, you know semen? Yes. Or sperm that comes out, discharged out. Outside the circumference it ought to be. A sin. So those who use, can I be plain? Yes, sir. Those who use condoms, you understand, protection. Oh, they would have been unclean. They would have been so unclean. I was reading, I said, gay. That's why he began to talk about discharge. Women that are also menstruating, etc. What I was, I was trying to understand that that's also blood discharge. What does, why, why that? Because blood is coming out. But you see, in the woman is death and resurrection. In the woman is death and resurrection. Because until the, the womb can take seed, there's no life. <laughs> so there's perfect, that's how come naturally, when you take seed and you're pregnant, blood shouldn't flow. Meaning there's no death, life has come. Is it now? Yeah. So the, every, the fact that you are menstruating means that there is death, there is life. It, it should remind you. Death is nasty. And you only, look at it. Whenever a man has an emission of semen, he must bath his entire body in water. He will remain ceremonially unclean until the next evening. Thank God for grace, oh. I mean, amazing. Because the way God sees blood, that's not how we see it. So you are, you are working in the kitchen and knife cuts you and you are discharging. You are unclean. When you sit on the chair, nobody is supposed to even touch that chair. The law, eh? the issue of blood. That's how nobody was touching her. Because naturally, they have to carry her to Jesus. Yes. She, they saw her to be unclean. Yeah. Because of the blood. And the Lord spake unto Moses and, and to Aaron, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When a man hath running issue, running issue out of his flesh, because of the issue, he is unclean. A man. So just blood. Because man don't menstruate. You got it? Yes. Give the following instruction. Any man who's, who has a bodily discharge is ceremonially unclean. So blood, he's not talking about you know, blood, semen, all those kind of discharges. Because they are not meant. Because in your semen is life. And when there's life, blood. So it should not so the kind of people people have killed. Most of the scientific things are accepted today because of grace. Under the law, you could not do that. Artificial insemination, the sperm must come out. Then they must take it and insert into the woman's system. That sperm that came out, you are not even supposed to touch. Because the person from out of it came is ceremonially unclean. And he must bath. Now, he used the word clean. He must bath with water. You get it now? 
Uh -huh. This defilement is caused by his discharge, whether he discharges continuously or stops. You see, you see, whether continuously or stop, it can only be, be blood. That means whether your blood keeps oozing out or it stops. Now, when it stops until it dies and clears off, you are still ceremonially unclean. <laughs> I can't be under law. See, people know the law for only the Ten Commandments. He said, if you sit on the chair, you are ceremonially unclean and you sit on the chair. I cannot sit on that chair. Once I touch the chair, I'm in trouble. If somebody is ceremonially unclean, the person dies. It is only the um, direct, immediate, immediate family members, that one is even mentioned, who are qualified to touch his body. When they are done, they must wash. But they will stay outside. Wash off before they come in. So when the Bible says ye are a chosen, you see, because of holiness. So you understand what holiness is. Don't worry. Let's go on. So when you go to chapter 16, that's when we have God introduced, because of this one, God and all these sins and all that, God introduced um, a remedy called the Yom Kippur. The day of atonement. The day of atonement. And because of time, let me just walk you through. Start from verse 7. The day of atonement. Yom Kippur. It will make you understand the blood. Okay? Yes. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of, congregation, of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. And one lot. Oh, do you remember how they had to cast lot on Jesus? Okay. One lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. Okay? Go on. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement for him and let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. I want to see the King James Version. Okay, it's okay. Here is it. And Aaron shall bring the bullock uh -huh, of the sin offering for himself and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. Now, even the high priest, he needed to be holy and right, but sacrificing for himself, severally, remember the goat, for himself, then the bullock, for himself, for his family. Reason why he couldn't be the perfect mediator, or the perfect surety, or the perfect guarantor. Because if he, he misses any of these things, when he enters into the holies of holies, he will be struck. You see? Now, the Bible says that two of his sons died because they missed the execution of the seven of the, in the temple. Do you know what it means to 
If you're a priest and your children die, they, they go against God, the blame is on you. Oh, don't look too far. Ellie. What did Ellie do? His two children were fooling. But he's a priest. That's why the Bible says you cannot be a leader in a church when you can't take off your house. You cannot. First Timothy, we read it here. He said you cannot. You cannot. You are not qualified. Mommy, one of the ways, the church must be so strict. We must monitor people. Check them. Check how they talk to their wives and husbands. Check how they treat their children. Check the lifestyle of the children before we go to the extent of saying that we make you a pastor. You cannot be an overseer or a head or a bishop. When you can't take off your own house. When Ophni and Phineas messed up, Ellie had to bear the... You know, you saw how he died? He broke his neck. He broke his neck. Why did he break his neck? Because on the neck you see forgiveness, the kisses. There was no mercy for him. He broke the neck and he went back. Boom. And he died because of his sons. So the priest, thank God for Jesus, our eternal high priest. So people think that Jesus was just accepted. No. No. He had to go through what the high priest went through. To be searched. The Bible says that in him was no sin. He did no sin. And there was no sin found in him. So God searched him to be unblemished before he accepted him as a right sacrifice. That is how come he said of his high priesthood, he spoke as an oath that this your priesthood is not after the elements of man. Your priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek. Eternal. That's what I'm saying. He's our wealth. He presented us well to him. So when God said you are accepted, you have no idea. Don't belittle it. You are accepted properly, Papa. Yes. Well, well. Well, well. Say, I'm accepted. accepted. Alright, go back. Go back. Okay, now jump to verse 14. So here, look at the priest. He had to do this. Now, atonement means somebody taking your place for the mistakes you have done. So the day of atonement means the day where all your sins will be taken over carried by somebody else. Somebody who is richer than you or your worth. You see it. The king's man, redeemer. And he shall take of the blood of the bullock uh and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. Now remember, the mercy seat is in the eastward like that. When you enter into the tabernacle, it's, it's, it's in the east. In fact, you actually enter from what? The west. And then you go through and then you get to the, to the east. Now, he said you shall go to where the ark of God is. In the Old Testament, they call it, you know, uh, yeah, the, 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 the ark of covenant. And then in the New Testament, it's called the ark of glory. Okay? And I told you because, um, just like the cherubims. And then he said, and before the mercy seat, shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger. How many times? Seven times. So I will explain. So this is the ark. Now the priest had entered here. Now before he has the qualification, the audacity to speak, because in that place, go to Psalm 80 verse 1. God is about to sit, because that's his throne. 
The ark of God is a replica of the throne of God. So man, man, <laughs> is going to stand before this God to talk to him mouth to mouth. Reason why he must go through all that ordeal to make sure that is the requirement of God to make him so holy that he can meet the God that comes to sit in. Look at what the Bible says. He said, give ear, O shepherd of Israel, that thou leadest Joseph like a flock. Then he said, thou that dwellest between the cherubims. Thou that dwellest between the cher cherubims. So God dwelleth between the cherubims. Show the, show the, the ark of God. So the Bible is telling you where God dwells. He sits. So God sits here between the cherubims. That's where he sits. Now, he is always not there. In the temple, he's always not there. He comes. So anytime there's a meeting during the day of atonement or whenever he decides, when Aaron gets ready, done everything book, uh, cover to cover, and he enters the place, then the glory, God comes in and sits on the mercy seat to talk to him. So imagine you standing behind God, in front of God. Now, what will give him placement to talk to God must be blood. So he says seven times you must sprinkle the blood before the ark. After he has sprinkled one, now, when he speaks of finger, finger always speaks of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Uh huh. So, oh Jesus. In other words, the Holy Spirit bears witness of the blood. What does the blood mean? The blood means that the sin, the atonement for the people and for Aaron that has been transferred onto the animal who took upon their sins has now been killed and is dead. And the Holy Ghost is a witness. You get it now? Yeah. The Holy Ghost is always a witness that death took place. He is the witness of God. That's why we say that always make sure you have the inner witness. The spirit beareth witness. The spirit beareth witness. That's his job. He beareth witness with our spirit. That we are the sons of God. So the Holy Ghost is the witness. It's God's witness. So are you saying that you have atoned? Are you saying that your sins have been forgiven? Where is your witness? The Holy Spirit. Can you see that? No. Why didn't he say pour it on the ark? He was, he was emphatic. He said, and he shall take the, bull, the, the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his finger. Now remember, Aaron, when he's in his Aaronic uh, apparel, the, the, the priestly apparel, he is no longer a mere man. He is the surety and the guarantor, a type of Christ for the people. And if Christ who died on our behalf, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 15, the Holy Ghost was a witness to us. Then the Holy Ghost must also be a witness to Aaron to tell God that, hey, indeed, yes, I saw. And the Holy Ghost is not a liar. He's truth. So if Aaron doesn't do it well, it shall be witnessed. And God will know that Aaron didn't do it well or the priest didn't do it well. That is why when you grieve him, 
That's how when you speak against him. Jesus said, you will not be forgiven. Not in this time, nor the time to come. Why? Because you are trying to say that his witness was not complete. You get it now? Jesus said, you can speak against me. But don't speak against the witness of the Holy Spirit. You will not be forgiven. Do you know, it means that the Holy Ghost is an accomplice to God. And both are liars. That he has accomplished something that he never accomplished. <laughs> you get it now? But he said, let, men, let all men be liars. And let God be true. He said, when the spirit of truth comes, that's who he is. He's called the spirit of truth. He will not condone with evil. So there's a bowl. And then he will dip his hand into the bowl. Finger. And obviously I'm sure it's this one. And then he will sprinkle one. 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 On the ark. They don't pour it on. One. On the, on the mercy seat. Then in front. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. When he does that, what does he do? He will not stand in the blood, which gives him qualification to speak. What is that blood? I told you that the old English word for blessing actually means the mark of blood. The mark of blood. So that portion where the priest stands in the seven sprinkle of blood, it's called the, the mark of blood. So Aaron will stand in the mark of blood. In other words, he stands in the place of blessing. In other words, he must, be, he must stand in the place of blessing to talk to God. Do you know why you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places? Because you are already seated on the right hand of God. You don't need any permission to speak with him. You are in him. He's in you. You are seated. Is it coming out? Because Aaron needs to sit in the place where the blood is marked before he can speak to God. It's called the place of blessing. That is the same place that is called the place of grace. The grace wherein we stand. The blessedness of a man. So the blessedness of man is the mark of blood. That's how we, the blood speaks for us. We have access by faith into this grace. And when it is grace, then you must understand that blood has gone. You get it now? Uh -huh. Now, that blood that is sprinkled on the mercy seat, why just one? Because one, just, a, just a drop is enough. Now, these two cherubims that you see there, I mentioned to you that they were three. Lucifer was part of it. In Ezekiel 28. Oh, thou anointed cherub. Uh -huh. Now, their job is, the, 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 the book of Ezekiel says, they, they protect. Okay? Or they cover. They cover. He said, the anointed cherub that covereth. The word covereth actually means they protect, they guard. What do they guard? Now, these two cherubims, look at where God is seated. Don't you see? This is God's throne. So what are they guarding? 
They are guarding. Is it Psalm, Psalm 89? Verse 14 or so. They, they are guarding God's foundation. What is God's foundation? His justice and righteousness. He said justice and judgment or righteousness are the habitation of thy throne. Justice and judgment. Justice and judgment are the habitation. In other words, God sits on justice and judgment. You get it now? And this justice is not flexible. Where there is sin, God will administer justice and execute judgment. So these cherubims that protect, thank you, that protect the throne, they are not protecting God's throne in full. They are protecting his justice and judgment. Can you see that? So in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned, in fact, let me put it, when Adam sinned, these cherubims were sent to the garden to do what? The reason why they didn't kill Adam and Eve when they saw him, they only protected him, was because God has performed a process for them. Because their job, would have, they would have ended them. Instantly. So God, understanding this, decided to do an operation of liberation, mercy, pseudo-acceptance. You get it? So when the cherubims came and they drove them out of the garden, they couldn't touch them. Because God used an animal to atone for their sin. So now they can go free for a while. Now, and that is how the end time will be. Jesus has become the atonement for the world. Those who don't receive Jesus today, they must atone for their own sins. So if Adam has not accepted the covering of the skins and the sacrifice of the animal that God used, then he himself must come back to the garden. To partake, because every born again has part, is, is, is a partaker of the, life, of the eternal life, which is the, the, uh, the tree of life. So Adam, if Adam had decided to come back to the tree of life, then he was coming with his own effort. And so he would have died because that's the penalty. So the lake of fire, all men who will be in the lake of fire is an evidence that they worked by their effort. Something is raining. The lake of fire has a different meaning for Satan and his devils. But for men, because God wills that all men will be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to condemn the world of sin, but the world be saved through him. So every man, God wants them to come to heaven and be saved. Okay? Yes, sir. So those who will be found in the lake is an evidence that they're working with their own effort. In fact, they are workers of self-righteousness, self-holiness, self-acceptance, self-favor, everything self, self, self. That's why they are found in the lake. 
What does it mean? They, must, they are found amongst the angels of self-righteousness. That's what Satan said. If I can sit on the throne, if I, I, and that's the same thing he introduced to Adam. Your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be like God. Self. And when Adam tasted of self, he died. So anybody that tastes of self will be found in the lake of fire. That is why we will not be found in the lake of fire because it is not about us. It's about him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Are you getting it? Now, the beauty is that that blood that is on the mercy seat. See these cherubims? Their eyes is the eyes of glory. In fact, they are called the cherubims of glory. But they are also called the, the cherubims of judicial glory. Do, do you get it now? Because they are the one that executes Look at it, what they do. They execute, they, they administer the justice and they execute judgment. That, that's their job. That's their job. Now, their eyes are the eyes of God. Their eyes are the eyes of God. These cherubims. So, you can see, like, look, they are, when you look at them, they are not looking at themselves, though. You know, when I was praying, I was telling the Holy Spirit that this message is too big for my mouth. What I'm explaining to you is not the total picture. It's not a total picture. I, I can't explain. I'm only, I'm only trying as much as he gives me grace. Because the wings, remember, they are cherubs that covereth. Their wings are not like this. Their wings are this is not the size of the wings of the cherub. Look, they are at the look at it. They are the protectors of the justice. Do you know God is God and He is who He is because of the throne He sits on? That's why Satan wanted to get God off the seat by presenting our mistakes and accusations and the law and everything to Him. To see what God will do, because he knows that God has two things to deal with. One, administer justice. Two, execute judgment. So he was waiting for God. And God found man to be guilty. To be guilty. Why? Because Satan knows that God loves man. He created him in his own image. So if God deals with man, then he knows that God, you never love man. And if God does not also judge, then God doesn't deserve to sit on the throne. Because he doesn't go by his justice. The book of Proverbs says that, just so that you look at it. So this is the, this is the legal terminology Satan presented to God. Look, he that justified the wicked. Now it means we, are, we were guilty, we were wicked. Satan says that he knows God loves us so much that he can justify us because of his love. 
Even though you are wicked, God said you are okay. When God does that, it's against the foundation of his throne. And he said, he that condemneth the just. Now you are just, yet God is also saying you are not. The Bible says, even they both are abomination unto the Lord. So this is a legal structure that God cannot break. So the reason why today, you, there is therefore now no condemnation. And the reason why God cannot condemn you today is because he cannot condemn the just. <laughs> he cannot condemn the just. Who is the just? Being justified by faith. We have peace with God. Romans 5.1. Can you see it now? Oh, the righteousness conference will be amazing. Okay, so now I want to tell you about the seven sprinkles of blood. Kabari no abayadalaba. Thank you, Jesus. Now you see the cherubim showed again. They are not looking at themselves. They are looking steadfastly. The word is they are steadfastly gazing. You know when you gaze, they are gazing on the mercy seat where the blood was sprinkled. So what are they looking at? The blood on the mercy seat. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leave from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.